Welcome to tonight's watch with Mark, Luke, and Tony. If this is your first time, here's how it goes. One of us chooses a movie each week. This week was Luke's choice with the film Hobbs and Shaw, the 2019 film, and he will give us a spoiler-filled synopsis. Then we will spoiler give... alert. Yes. Then we will give our ratings for the movie and then go into the analysis of the film before Tony teases next week's choice by giving hints. We are glad that you are here, and if you enjoy this episode, consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing. With that, Luke is going to start with the film synopsis. Okay, here we go. In the series that started out with an undercover cop infiltrating a street racing gang comes the next installment in the Fast and Furious series, containing almost superhuman government agents and, yes, an actual cyber-enhanced supervillain, Hobbs and Shaw. When a man-made supervirus is self-injected into Hattie Shaw, Deckard Shaw's sister, Luke Hobbs and Deckard Shaw must race against the clock to find Hattie and find a way to retrieve the virus out of her bloodstream within 72 hours before it goes viral, all while going up against Brixton, a cyber-enhanced super-soldier that's part of a secret tech cult called Aetion, which has delusions of saving the world with an augmented human race. Oh, and they also find ways to control all the media outlets in the world and have a mercenary army at their disposal. So, while Brixton tries to go full Detroit become human on the human race, Hobbs, Shaw, and Hattie team up with Hobbs' family in Samoa. They defeat Brixton, the director of Aetion kills him, and they also retrieve the virus out of Hattie's bloodstream. And, besides the fact that the director of Aetion has a past with Hobbs that is sure to be in future movies, our main characters all live happily ever after. That was an incredible synopsis. Much better than Soul. Thank you. Great synopsis. Great synopsis. Let's hear your rating for it, Luke. I gave this a 2 out of 10. <laughs> I did not like this movie at all. Um, the plot didn't make any sense. They don't try to explain the plot at all. The, there's no character development. Uh, characters don't even speak. <laughs> Hobbs' brothers don't even speak besides one of them at the end of the movie. And... The humor is very cringy. I did not enjoy the watch. Two out of ten. Tony, go ahead. I give this movie a three out of ten. So with these, like, stupid, dumb action movies, I feel like you can't give it too high of a rating, but you can't give it too low of a rating just because of the nature of the film. Like, it's supposed to be dumb. It's supposed to be unrealistic. But it gets so many things wrong that it's pretty bad and very deserving of a three out of ten and we can get into that later in the review so i actually disagree with tony a little bit that i wanted this to be stupid and i still had open mind i had an open mind for this movie with that said i gave it a 1.2 out of 10 a movie that I wanted nice. to enjoy <laughs> at least. I oh, Tony disconnected. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> one oh my point. God. Okay, there you go. Two. All right, I'm. <laughs> I'm just gonna. You heard me say one point two, right, Tony? Yeah, I clicked. Okay. I clicked off of this podcast. I was so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> one point. Let me explain. A movie that I wanted to enjoy, at least ironically. I told Luke I was hoping for a five point eight stupid film that you could at least enjoy. Proved to be one of the absolute worst movie experiences I have ever sat through. Every scene makes you want to shove screwdrivers in your eyes and ears because that would be a more enjoyable experience. Even giving a 1.2 feels a bit generous. 
I would rather watch Eraserhead. You're lying. <laughs> I would rather watch Eraserhead twice than watch Hobbs and Shaw wow. again. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So to start off with our first segment, did Tony fall asleep? Oh, I think I, I know the answer to this. Oh. I did not fall asleep. I watched it all the way through, but I was getting a little sleepy near the end. <laughs> okay. I'm surprised you didn't. I'm proud. Let's just say this movie is probably uh, an hour and a half too long. <laughs> all right. And our next segment, did Mark fall asleep? I fell oh. asleep twice watching this movie. And it took me four different times pressing play <laughs> to actually finish it. Fell asleep twice and then had to go to work the third time. So four different times having to put this on. So Luke, you could go ahead and start with the plot of the movie. Hey, this was a good pick by me. I feel like this was a good pick. I disagree, <laughs> but let's get into it. <laughs> so we start off with Hattie's team retrieving the super virus, the man-made super virus, and Brixton, who's cyber-enhanced, played by Idris Elba, comes and kills her team. So what she does is she injects the virus into her hand. Hold can we start on. off hold with? On, can we start off with electric bullets only? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Even before that, before we even start the film, it's the the very first shots start with a "Time in the Bottle" remix by Youngblood, and I think that. Like, that's the first song playing in this movie, and that gives you a little bit of an idea of the kind of music we're going to be listening to throughout every action scene in this entire movie. I liked film. one song this entire movie, and we'll get into it once we get there. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I just had to mention that because I heard it and was like, this is going to be hot garbage. But okay, go ahead, Luke. Because well, they, they also have, like, well, depending on the location of where they're going, it'll be like, it'll show, like, London or Moscow, and then it'll have, like, music, like, specific music for just, like, that shot. And uh, that was the shot for this beginning one. Or that was the song for this beginning shot. A remix by Youngblood, though. It just... Uh, okay. Anyway, go ahead, Luke. I uh, I wanted to point out that Brixton pulls a Bucky Barnes from Civil War, and he stops some bullets oh, yes, with his he metal does. arm. So yes, I thought Tony should does. talk some <laughs> more about that. I'll just start off with electric <laughs> bullets, right? So this is MI six or whatever and they're like going in trying to get this deadly virus but they don't want to kill anyone they just want to use electric bullets seems a little weird okay and then idris alba just walks in after everyone's defeated and he's just walking in casually and no one notices until he's like five feet away from them and then they, they, they yell at him and they're like get on the ground now and he's just like not like obeying them i don't even know why they would say that and not just smoke this guy but they're like, get on the ground, blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, who are you? And then he's like, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> oh, so cringe, bro. Oh, and, and this then... <laughs> entire movie is cringe. Every every line of this movie is horrible. They say, oh. they say that, right? They say that, and they're like, get on the ground. And he's like, nah. And then they start fighting him, like, 1v1, but with, like, they're, like, fighting with their hands and stuff. Like, fisticuffs like hand-to-hand combat instead of just shooting him and like they all just fight him kind of 1v1 and no one really shoots him until all the guys are like defeated and then Hattie pulls out a gun and she's shooting at him and he blocks the bullets with his hand like that's the only place she's shooting she's only shooting like she can't shoot his head or anything he's blocking these bullets with his hand it is definitely the civil war treatment from tony same issues you had there. 
<laughs> but also, Idris Elba in this movie, he's a good actor, but I almost feel like he's... It almost seems like he's acting bad on purpose to match how bad the other two actors are in this movie. I think he's a really good actor, and some parts he's, like, fine, and then other parts I think it's like, hey, this is a really cheesy line, and we want you to say it this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it definitely seems throughout the movie. I just kept thinking... How much do they pay him to be in this movie? Because you can kind of tell with the cringy jokes by the way he acts in them that, like, he doesn't, he knows this movie is hot garbage, but he probably got a fat paycheck for it. It's kind of crazy because I'm watching The Wire right now and he's a main character and he's really good. Yeah, he's and really he does good not in the act wire. like this. <laughs> it was a nice uh, comparison to see. This is definitely a product of the script, right? Yes. <laughs> I wrote as one of my first cons of the movie, he is a robot. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just don't understand. So I can turn off my brain and watch other Fast and Furious movies, even the more recent ones, just like an ironic way. Like, oh, this is stupid. Oh, we and should silly. get into that. We should get into how many Fast and the Furious movies we have watched before going into this one. I've seen every single one. I've seen I all eight, baby. <laughs> I've seen five up till five. And then whichever one where Hobbs pulls the machine gun off of the helicopter or whatever and starts seven <laughs> which one is that one yeah Furious seven, seven. <laughs> so I've he breaks out of his cast and he shoots the helicopter yes, that oh one, yeah that he one. broke I've his cast by five. flexing <laughs> i've seen one through five and then seven so that's just kind of the background that we have coming into this movie hey i will even say i hated fate of the furious i actually enjoyed furious seven because like i'm able to turn off my brain during a movie and enjoy it and i told luke before going in this i want this to be a 5.8 where i can just sit down and enjoy it like the other ones and it ended up being a 1.2 because i think that's how bad they did it when i actually had a very open mind for this movie but he's a robot he's a there's he's a robot and the series started off about street racing <laughs> now it's, it's come about for, robots. full circle, Luke. Full circle, straight to robots, <laughs> straight to robots and tech cults. I will add to like this next part that comes in is that I think some scenes look really good when it's done practically, and then some other scenes when it's CGI is just horrible for like the budget this movie probably had. Like when the semi busted through the garage door, right, and then it like flips on its side, and it's like just an outward shot, like from above. You're like, wow, that's really cool. That's a really cool action scene. And then it's like flips to Hattie being in the in the truck while it's sideways, and I'm like, oh, that looks gross. And then when like she's injecting herself with the virus, that part also looks like like a 2003 CGI scene. I was about to say, even the action scenes, because sometimes the practical stuff looks good, and then they'll do CGI stuff that does not look good, so you can't even enjoy the action, I feel. It's not it's only the sad. CGI, too. The, I thought the editing was pretty bad in this movie. So in that very first part, I was timing every shot, and it was two seconds or less between cutting through everybody, when normal um, movies have at least four-second average time it's but you can have like a long take obviously or a short one but the average is four and it was cutting through everything so quick that i couldn't even enjoy the dumb action in the scene before she injected herself and then it's intertwined with bad cgi so it's just like automatically it's like this is not gonna be as fun as the other stupid fast and furious movies for me 
It's like taken three. Am I right, Mark? Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't, why would you cuts. throw that back in my brain? <laughs> I, I swear taken three used 15 different, t- like, edits to have Liam Neeson jump over one fence because it wasn't him. <laughs> He's too old now. That's basically, <laughs> but the, the thing is, this movie's like CGI and like it has The Rock and Jason Statham who like do these action scenes, right? So you could have long takes, but you just don't. Like they just edit so quick. It's weird. Do they do their own stunts? I don't know. You can tell when they're like doing yeah. choreography with people that it's their own stunts. Like when at least the fighting scenes are, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah. Because they'll take like an obvious like swing and it'll be like an obvious like overextended miss and they'll like stay there and it's pretty obvious during those scenes um so i think that should i think we should talk about the director of this movie because because this starts (laughs) with like me disliking the editing and well they also break the 180 degree rule Tony, do you know what the 180 degree rule is? I know the 180 degree rule. Yeah, yeah. You might want to explain it to the audience. Okay. So, like, if you're filming a scene between two people talking, it should be over one person's left shoulder or right shoulder, and it should be when it cuts the same person's, like, the opposite person's left or right shoulder, and it's supposed to be the same. So then it looks like they're looking at each other. But when you break it, it looks jarring because they're in the same position on the screen. So, like, say it was behind my left shoulder but behind Luke's right shoulder. It would look like we're looking towards the same direction instead of at each other. And this movie does that a couple of times. And also during action scenes, it's like it's like panning towards something. And then it'll do a weird cut where, it, like, it takes you, like, a second to realize what direction they're walking. And I actually think... There's less problems with this later in the movie, but in the beginning, I noticed it at least twice. Yeah, so if you could, like, imagine it'd be, like, two people on, like, the same side of a line where you're supposed to have one person on one side and one person on the other, right? Yeah, exactly. And you're just supposed to, you're essentially supposed to film it as if they're talking to each other. So then the audience isn't like, wait, where are they standing position-wise? Um... And this movie did that to me a couple of times. And it is, da- I don't know how to say his last name. David, was it Leach? Leach. Leach? I, don't I know. think so. It's And uh, he was an uncredited assistant director on the first John Wick, but he, did not, he wasn't like the main director. And then he went and did Atomic Blonde, which I very I... much disliked <laughs> the directing in that movie. And then he did Deadpool 2, which I liked. I was going to mention that. But it was also like Deadpool 2 is like a comedy type of directing. So you can get away with more like more stuff and like do silly things rather than crazy action sequences. But his other crazy movie that he did was Atomic Blonde, which Luke and I both disliked. He's accredited for the first John Wick, too. Yeah, it says uncredited director. I think he was just an assistant for certain fight scenes or something. Mm, I see, I see, I see. But what doesn't make sense is I don't think he directs fight scenes well. What I was going to say is uh, for, like, these dumb action movies, when you, like, get to a level of John Wick and everything's, like, pretty realistic, like, all the fighting is, all the shooting is, like, that adds a lot to it. Or, like, Mission Impossible where, like, a lot of the stunts are, like, actually real and it's going on. And then, like, adds to it. It makes the action movie genre, like, rose to a higher level, like, to a higher rating in my scale of 1 to 10. And then when you go to, like, this unrealistic dumb thing, it's like, okay, it's unrealistic and dumb. 
so it's not super good like a john wick or a mission impossible but it's not like like you can't write it super bad because it's like it's supposed to be dumb it's supposed to be just action but then when you mess it up this bad it's really just bad one one scene that really connected like the mission impossible things that you were talking about was they jumped out of an airplane and it was the same type of thing that happened in mission impossible 5 Correct. But that was a very long take that Tom Cruise actually did that looked amazing. And then, like, you have the CGI of them doing it and joking during falling, like, through the sky. And I'm like, what are we watching? Like, and my biggest problem with this movie is that Hobbs and Shaw are both two idiotic characters. But you can deal with them more so in Fast and Furious movies where they're side characters. They're basically the Jar Jar Binks of those movies. And for some reason, people like them. But basically, you stick two Jar Jar Binks in one movie as the two main characters. And all they do is say cringy-ass stuff that you can't look past because it's every fucking scene. Well, it seems like the audience for this movie, like it was made specifically for like... 13 year old boys or something that's an exact note i wrote down it was made for 13 year old boys but that doesn't mean we can't analyze it like a real movie and say how shitty it is oh it's absolutely horrible right (laughs) i I was gonna mention another thing about the action in this compared to other movies is in mission impossible when tom cruise is riding a motorcycle he doesn't have a helmet on because he's actually doing his stunts and then you can see that every time like Normal action movies do this, but there's a fight scene later where Hattie puts on a helmet, a motorcycle helmet, when she's fighting Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why, just for the point that to make it a stunt double. Well, also, she ends up headbutting him with the helmet, Luke. Yeah, but... There's also a headbutt scene later in slow-mo that made me laugh out loud. (laughs) All the the slow-mo is not great. Not great. (laughs) Luke knows I am not a fan of slow-mo almost in any situation. Mission Impossible 2? Dude, don't even. (laughs) It has to be used super sparingly for me to like it, and it's used so much in this movie. But I also just wanted to mention to you, Luke... I wanted you to remember that Hobbs used to be a cop and Shaw yeah. used to be a terrorist. That's what my question was because I get confused. <laughs> he was a terrorist. I, I haven't seen happening? Furious 7 or Fate of the Furious in quite a while. So I was confused he was a why Shaw is a good guy. <laughs> he killed He killed the guy in Tokyo Drift. Remember that was like revealed? Yes, yes. Yeah. But it's because they had killed... No, but they didn't kill Owen, did they? Because Owen they comes did back. They did not. And then, like, but you, like <laughs> I, I don't have any of this people. history. I don't have any of this history. I didn't watch these. Movies. I don't think right, you so want this. History, I don't know any of this. I don't. <laughs> In Furious Seven, Tony, they're trying to take down Shaw because he's a literal terrorist. But now he's one of our main protagonists in a movie with an ex-cop. I just don't get it. All right, Luke, you could continue with the movie. Okay. This is wait. <laughs> this is where it just Alba says. Who's gonna stop me? He does say that. Yes, he does. If we wrote down every bad line in this movie, we'd probably just be talking this entire time. I wrote down. Oh, I have a lot of them. I have a. I lot have a lot of them, them too. Oh, I I have one that's coming up soon. Is it ice cold can of whoop ass? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I also have that one right down. Also, one earlier we didn't mention was Idris Elba saying, "Someone asked who the hell are you," and he just said, "Bad guy." Yeah, that's bad what guy. I said. I said that. Oh, I you said, said that. that. He said that. Yeah. He said that. You know, if I was paying attention, you know, I would have noticed. Sorry. Continue. So in this next scene, it's actually one of my pros. I was going to say. And it's the side-by-side morning routine. I actually thought how they did it, too. That that was a hit pick that I had. 
I think then, how they did it yeah, was really then. nice. I think how they did it was really nice. But then when it goes into them, there like, you go. <laughs> actually fighting and stuff, it gets really bad. That it is goes on way too thought. long. <laughs> it goes on way too long, the side-by-side. I think, like, it starts off really cool, and I kind of like it because it's, like, they're mimicking each other, like, with different motions and stuff. But then it just goes on so long and then goes into a fight scene. I think that's one of my main problems in this movie that this kind of creates is that there always has to be like this parallel thing going on. There's always this tit for tat thing going on. One guy can't just do one thing. The other guy is going to have to do something that's like the same to it. And for a lot of it, it just makes everything so repetitive. And you're like, okay, I get it. And it makes things like really cringy or corny or cheesy. Like you have the side-by-side morning routine. That's fine. It's actually a really good, cool shot. And then they go, and then they fight these bad guys to learn about the virus. And then they're kind of, like, doing everything, like, the same way. And then you're kind of like, ugh. Yeah, Hobbs kicks a guy in the nuts, and then so does Shaw. I'm like, that's right. Come on. They both did (laughs) the exact same thing, and it wasn't good. (laughs) Or he says, Hobbs Hobbs says, I'm what you call an ice can, or an ice cold can of whoop-ass. And then... Shaw has to say, I'm what you might call a champagne problem. I also wrote that one down. (laughs) They both, and they both had the Arya Stark drop, right? Shaw had the champagne bottle. He drops it, picks it up with his other hand and hits him. Yeah. And then Hobbs has the tattoo needle and then he drops (laughs) it. He doesn't pick it up with his other hand, but he drops it and it goes on the guy's foot somehow. I like the Arya Stark. uh, I was going to say that too. Yep. Yep, I was um, gonna say I liked. Well, I like that Tony mentioned Arya Stark because one of the end credits of this movie completely spoils oh the end of Game goodness, of Thrones, man. <laughs> which I don't I, understand. I, I'm gonna mention that when we get yeah, to it. I, I find I, it funny. I, I don't. I, I no. Find it, I don't find I, the joke funny. I find it that they had to include that the ending is bad because they make a, a joke of, earlier in the movie. Yeah, there's like a Game to, like, of Thrones themselves. obsession in this movie, right? There's a Game of Thrones obsession in this movie where like, haha, let's make fun of Game of Thrones because that's like what's currently going on and it's funny, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And like, uh. And it's like, fine. Maybe it gets a laugh out of a few kids. But when you watch this movie like five, ten years later on, it's kind of like, eh. Because it's like something so specific to that time period. I was, so, like, when they first mention it in the movie, I don't think the ending had come out because they were talking about it <laughs> in a good way. And then I think the ending came out when they finished filming or something, so they had to include the end credits, they felt. That would, <laughs> make, just that would make more sense to me, but it was, <laughs> I don't know. It was just bad. <laughs> it was very bad. And then we, is this when they, like, start? Where they hadn't even met at this point yet. No, I actually actually no, have no, some no. more. I was gonna, going I was on, gonna though. have, um, I was just gonna say, Jason Statham by himself yeah. is not as cool as every producer thinks he is. I don't yeah. think he's a good action <laughs> hero. I don't think the Rock is either, but at least he has some kind of build. Jason Statham, I don't get the fascination with him. It's like, I don't know. It's like an easier, <laughs> it's like a cheaper Bruce Willis. They can actually pay this guy. That's, That's what I think. Calm. That's also like a younger Bruce Willis. Right? It's like, Bruce yeah, Willis it's like someone who can actually be Bruce Willis without having bruce willis because too old and too expensive (laughs) i wanted to say some of these cons that i have that kind of get into 
I don't want to say toxic masculinity, but kind of like almost oh, this a movie, fragile. This toxic, movie is the epitome of toxic, of toxic masculinity. masculinity. Yeah, so it's like toxic masculinity and like fragile ego of like quote unquote af- alpha males. I thought we were right? trying to get past this as a society, and then we I have a also whole movie this. towards it. So Hobbs riding motorcycle with a helmet, bad example, man. Bad example for the kids. Uh, double fisting shots before he like goes to fight someone and then as he's holding like the tattoo to like the tattoo needle to some guy like the bad guy that he's trying to learn about virus information he just looks over to this other chick and he like winking at her and he's flirting with her and then she's like oh yeah the rock is so hot (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah i thought this movie took a lot of steps back as like what we're trying to do as a society with toxic masculinity because like we have all these characters in all these movies that act like these two goons and people and like people criticize it and are so sick of it right and then we just have a whole movie dedicated to it which the critics actually liked like the ratings weren't horrible for critics and I'm, i don't terrible. get it <laughs> i saw the rotten tomatoes for this and i was surprised what is by it? how high what, the what scores were let me let me pull it up let me pull i know it up. the the meta score is 60 which is like, which is ridiculous. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't get it. I was Hobbs struggling and to get Shaw this movie over a one. Twenty nineteen <laughs> was sixty seven percent from the critics. Kidding. Wait, wait, wait for this. <laughs> wait for this audience score. Eighty eight percent. Oh my god, they've done Mwah. it. Chef's they've kiss. broken me. Chef's kiss. They finally <laughs> broken me. This is. I don't. I don't get it. I. Luke certified knows. fresh baby luke knows because we intentionally oh, right. for this podcast wow. we don't watch together so then we can have our own opinions but <laughs> i came out of my room when i finished this movie after the fourth time trying to watch it and i was visibly angry because i'm so frustrated hey. that this movie not only is it this bad it makes me more mad that people like it because it doesn't make any sense to me oh <laughs> i feel like there are a lot better action movies if you're like into so dumb much action better movies. That have less toxic masculinity, too. I mean, if you look at, like, the portrayal of Hobbs and Shaw and all this toxic masculinity, like, you watching this, you could be like, oh, my goodness, they're so masculine. But they're not, like, as masculine as, like, someone as John Wick, right? Like, he shows, like, a realistic, or Ethan Hunt, they show this realistic portrayal, well, not even realistic, but, like, a better portrayal of what being masculine is. And this is just like toxic masculinity. Turn it up to a hundred. She the amount of Maddie or yeah. Hattie even mentions it. Like the she amount, mentions the alpha male shit. And it, it uh, good. The amount of penis jokes in this movie or nuts jokes when they get hit in the nuts. It's surreal. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, that's like where I get into my problem of this movie seems targeted towards 13 year old boys, but then you show, like you portray this toxic masculinity as like cool and stuff. Yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. <laughs> so um, the next thing I had, unless you guys had something before that, was a pancakes joke. At yeah, the diner. I, Ooh, I had the that. Pancakes. Can I tell you what I wrote down about the pancakes joke that you ended may. up being ironic? Just before, just before the pancakes. Joke, go ahead. Go ahead. What did you think about? This is my favorite jacket. Don't do that. <laughs> I any anything in this movie, I rolled my eyes at. <laughs> or the I Heart Cobb tattoo that he put on the guy's forehead. Dude. <laughs> it hurts. 
it hurts and he he doesn't even act like he used very to be a cop and then he acts cringe. like a terrorist like Sean very cringe. correct he's branding people like batman and batman v superman <laughs> correct <laughs> correct uh, so the pancakes joke the note i wrote for the pancakes joke was that it belonged in a rock kevin hart movie Oh my and gosh. And Kevin Hart <laughs> shows up in this movie later. I yes. did not know. Yes. I did not look. I didn't either. I didn't know either. I did not know either. Or did you guys know about Ryan Reynolds? No. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I so did for not. all of these movies, all of these movies, I don't look at the IMDb casting page until after the movie. Like, I wanted to be surprised by all the actors and stuff. And, like, I don't want to know who's in it. I really want to go in blind with an open mind. And then Kevin Hart shows up later, and I'm like, Oh no. It starts with just Ryan Reynolds, right? And you're like, okay, this is stupid. It's obviously trying to pull the Deadpool audience into this because it's Deadpool type of humor, except on a real person, yeah. which does mm-hmm. not work because it was the director of Deadpool 2. I think he did a good job, though. Ryan Reynolds did the best that he could. Oh, I think I, he's he's a fine yeah. actor. I thought he was cringy, but that's, that goes for every single person in this movie, so I don't, I I don't think he was bad <laughs> at all. But then you go to Kevin Hart. You and, know, I would ugh. say that. I would say that most of the actors in this movie are actually good actors. And then this movie just kind of pulls the bad out of them. (laughs) Well, Luke knows I've had a complicated relationship with The Rock where I have not liked him for most of his career. And then he took huge steps with me in Jumanji when he was acting, when he was... Good um, in Jumanji, yeah. Very good in Jumanji. Jumanji. I actually really started respecting him. And this movie just took so many steps back for me not liking him again that I have to, like, tune all of these performances out and just think about those type of ones, you know? Well, it's almost like he's typecasted into these roles. Like, he, like fits in these roles and he like acts dumb and it's like you would call these role like the rock roles and then jumanji kind of like takes him out of that he has to pretend to be like what a little teenage boy inside his body and it kind of changes it and i think maybe kevin hart falls into this where kevin hart just kind of plays kevin hart in all of those movies like i haven't really seen him this one yeah i haven't seen him like take a step out yet like because even in jumanji he's still just kind of kevin hart and I think Kevin Hart's stand-up is funny. I think in some of his movies he's funny, but when you see him just play himself for so many different roles, it's like you get used to it, and it's not as funny anymore. That's the same problem I have with The Rock in this movie, is that every movie he's in, like the pancakes joke, where he had a huge stack of pancakes, and it's like, oh, so funny, he's so big. you know. And that's the problem with Kevin Hart, with him being so small. But this movie has so many jokes of The Rock being huge, like, oh, that's a tight sweater, you know, oh, that's a tight vest. Oh, that was so that, that was and probably like three times how, they did that. How many movies movie has he done with jokes like this in it? And when when does Hollywood just call it enough? Like, we've we've get it. He's a big person. I don't care about jokes about him being big anymore. I just want that's why Jumanji is so good, is that like it takes this like this wimpy type of character and puts him in it, the rock. And that's my favorite performance he's ever done. And it's just, oh, I'm so big and strong. Let's make jokes about it. It gets so fucking boring after like two movies. Yeah, I think my problem is with both The Rock and Kevin Hart is that every movie that they're in pretends like we haven't seen a previous movie that they were in. 
So they have to like reintroduce them and like implement the same exact jokes every single time. And I absolutely hated when Kevin Hart came into this movie, <laughs> but we'll get it. We'll get into that later. So after I actually one actually in that more. in this diner scene though, I want to get into one of the jokes I did like is when Ryan Reynolds had the half of a heart necklace thing, like the necklace he had around his uh, like kind of like a friendship. Br- necklace thing and then he had like the same tattoo as the rock See, i think that I, I was like the dumb part yeah. i think it was dumb but it's like one of the few funny dumb jokes that didn't make me laugh out loud and it didn't make me smile but i was like okay i uh i did not like almost any of ryan reynolds jokes because it just felt really forced i don't know i don't even know why he was in it (laughs) it really felt like forced deadpool jokes yeah and it was cringy i I somewhat liked the necklace part like tony except it went on too long like any little joke that's like could be really funny and quippy is just goes on way too long and then all the rest of the jokes in this movie sucked that's like the last time i actually thought this movie was like oh okay and that was even iffy for me like that one part so but then you're cutting back and forth isn't this when like it cuts to shaw seeing his mom yes and then why can they touch why can they touch hands is that a thing uh uh yes i saw that because it was like underneath the oh yeah like through the little hole thing yeah Yeah, i don't know why would, okay, it, why you would that could be give somebody like a uh... well later on in the movie later <laughs> on in the movie he does yeah. give her something he does give her something he yeah he a does. little hole in glass <laughs> it doesn't make any sense i'm pretty sure you can't do that i haven't visited a jail i wouldn't know <laughs> or a maximum security sure prison i'm pretty sure you can <laughs> and, and let's not ignore the fact that she actually likes being in prison for the moment like i don't understand that and if you know anything of the Fast and Furious lore, like Luke and I do, <laughs> their mom is horrible. So if she was a put horror. in prison, <laughs> she would like literally be in maximum security, which is what I think this is supposed to be implied that she's in because she's like a super bad terrorist person, just like her son or whatever. So she'd be in maximum security. Why can they just touch hands with her son? I don't I, I don't know. It's a small thing that just bugs me because it's like. This movie really doesn't even give a shit to try to be realistic at all. Like, even for the little moments. There's actually this part with, again, Ryan Reynolds in the diner scene, just going back to that for uh, one last thing, where it kind of like, Ryan Reynolds tells Hobbs, he says, you you do now, dickface, and then Hobbs pretends to go after him, and then Ryan Reynolds talks about his fragile ego, and I thought that was like, oh my goodness, you're gonna actually get into like the fragile ego of these people and like talk about it. Nope, it's only mentioned that once, and then it continues to be toxic masculinity. And then the line right after that is Ryan Reynolds saying that he shit his pants because Hobbs went after him, and that yeah. gets into a different like aspect of this movie where the entire movie just strokes Hobbs and Shaw's masculinity and they just stroke their ego and they gotta be super badass they gotta be these super badass they're unstoppable and they're like the dream version of any man and it's like oh my god bro so yeah like Ryan Reynolds is like the only kind he's like a more fragile character than Hobbs and Shaw and it's like the opposite of this toxic masculinity but it's like almost portrayed as a bad thing. Like you said, he shits his pants. 
and stuff like that. So it's like, if you're not super masculine and tough, then it's a bad thing. I mean, hey, you guys know me. I'm a pretty sensitive guy. I could be, I could be a little tear up during movies sometimes. But this one, this movie's all like, if you're not as masculine as Hobbs and Shaw, you're a little pussy bitch. That's basically what it's saying. Have you yeah, ever pooped they your pants during him? a movie? Possibly. I poop my <laughs> pants, but I don't know during a movie. My problem to, is, too, they portray him as, like, a fragile man. Also to, like, stroke the ego of Hobbs. Yeah, this whole movie's stroking their egos, both of them. Yeah, it's well, bad. You want to head into a uh, CIA agent going up to Shaw and talking to him, and he's like, you're CIA. And he's like, how do you know that? Uh, sunglasses, cloudy day, and sensible shoes. What? What is that? I don't even understand. <laughs> Was that. that a line? They they do that, that is... later. <laughs> I don't remember it. They they do that later with Kevin Hart as the air marshal when they're like, the they're describing that they already knew he was an air marshal because of all these things. But yeah, I don't why understand. Would that make you a CIA agent? Because Luke is <laughs> showing that they're smart. Okay. Yeah. They're smart. They, can, they, can, <laughs> they did an ocular pat down and assessed oh, your level. They cleared of... him for passage? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everything they, every time they open their mouths, it made me want to throw up and turn this movie off and hate Luke that he made us watch it. Yeah, yeah. My hatred for Luke, 10 out of 10 right now. It grew tenfold after this movie. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of myself. And hopefully Matt will watch this. That's also another reason. <laughs> Because we did buy it for him. We did buy it for him on 4K, and he hasn't watched it yet, so now he has <laughs> to watch it. I want to point out that character that talks to Shaw. He talks about the virus and how it can target any DNA sequence with a 100% mortality rate within 72 hours. And uh-huh. he talks about it so casually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like it's nothing. Yes, yes, I agree with that. And... Throughout the movie, they say that this virus is going to eliminate the weak, right? It's going to eliminate the weak, and only the strong will survive. 100% mortality rate. 100% mortality rate. How does that make any sense? How does that make sense? Hey, man, Luke, Luke, did you notice how many Dutch angles this movie had, though? Yeah. <laughs> Surprised this I wasn't watching Thor. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why that was my note. It's in all caps. <laughs> Dutch angle. Too many Dutch angle. Tony, you know what Dutch angles are? What is uh, explain to me and the audience what a Dutch angle is. Okay. Dutch angle is essentially when you take a camera and you turn it like forty five degrees. So it doesn't go vertical, but it's always off to the side a little bit. Like so that's how they like film scenes. And mm-hmm. a movie infamous for doing this is the first Thor movie, where almost every single one is a Dutch angle. And you can see in a lot of fight sequences, they use this because a lot of movies think that it's like a good technique. If Essentially, if you're a bad director, you think this is a good technique to make them look like badasses. Ah, uh, I see, Ooh. I see. Yeah, sorry, that was, that was a little bit... Oh, gross, huh? Yep, Ooh. yep. And then... One of my notes says, holy shit, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And then I wrote down, <laughs> nice. it was 29 minutes yes, when yes. I had to turn it off and go to bed because I was falling asleep during it. So I only made it through the first 29 minutes before the first time I fell sleepy sleep. Very nice. Very nice. I want to get into one of my pros. Okay. Like one of the one pros I have. Hobbs and Shaw then meet up together and they're in like some CIA office and they're talking about each other and they're like complaining and arguing with each other because they're going to be working together or whatever. And then 
Shaw says, that'd be some bitch in your native language. And I thought that was funny, right? <laughs> but then Hobbs has to go and get him back and said, that'd be wanka in your native language. And it's this problem where I think the first joke was pretty okay. It was like, yeah. I think it's fine, the yeah. good jokes in this movie are just okay jokes. They're just fine, but yeah, they're, they're fine. good compared to the other jokes in the movie. And then you have to add Hobbs to say something to get him back, and it's bad. It's so bad. It's it, this scene especially, it's supposed to be childish on purpose, but it's just cringe. <laughs> like, it's your Very. face. It's your voice. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> it's supposed to be childish, but it's just bad. Yeah, and I'll add another joke I liked during this sequence, which I admit is, like, a very childish joke, is when Hobbs asks Shaw how his mom is doing, and then he's like, you know what? I can talk to your mama myself. Yeah, your mama joke. I liked it. That was my that was one of my hit picks, the yo mama hit joke. Pick, hit pick, hit pick. <laughs> um, so they have Shaw's sister in the interrogation room. And no, I th- no, this is before they had her. This is before? No. We're not yeah. there yet? Okay. No, no, we're not this even there. We're how? not even there yet. See, this is where Shaw finds Hattie's apartment and Hobbs finds Hattie, but they yeah, don't yeah, explain but, how. But what about this joke, Oh, Luke? right. What about, <laughs> what about this Sorry, joke, go Luke? Go on. Your voice is what I hate. Yeah. It makes me feel like my balls are being <laughs> yep, dragged across yep, shattered yep. glass. <laughs> Or yes, yes. your face is what I don't like. It's like God projectile vomiting into my eyes. <laughs> Those are such like bad thirteen-year-old jokes, and I'm like, oh. It honestly gosh. seems like a thirteen-year-old wrote this with the comebacks. Like <laughs> these sound like comebacks you would hear when you're playing a video game late at night with twelve-year-olds. This is like Modern Warfare Two, two a.m. Oh, okay. on a school night. Oh man! When you're in middle school, <laughs> it's that. It's like that. Ooh, and to add, it has the same CGI and graphics <laughs> as Modern Warfare oh, Two. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, so Hobbs finds Hattie, and this is literally how he finds her. He says, "Get me." Like, all the camera coverage in London. And they're like, we have all the camera coverage in London. And he's like, okay, now tell me where they don't, where the cameras don't have any coverage. And then, boom, Insta finds Hattie. This also brings me to a point. Later on in the movie, they're supposed to be hunted by every major intelligence agency in the world. And and nobody finds them. (laughs) Nobody chases after them. So how was Hobbs able to find Hattie? But nobody Hobbs literally else finds Hattie by in just like a saying, second. <laughs> in a second, he finds her in a second by just saying, "Where don't the cameras cover in London?" Okay, I know where she is. Okay, this movie likes to make <laughs> obscure accusations that can't back it up. Every major agency is after them, but then you only see like a couple people running after them, and like it's just it's trying to be dramatic, but then doesn't like actually have it fit in the story at all. And you know what's funny? So. He finds Hattie, and he goes there, and then he fights with her, and they're all in this fight sequence, and she puts on the helmet like we said before, and then she heads by him, blah, blah, blah. At one point, she picks up a car battery, which, by the way, is like 40 pounds. She just throws it. (laughs) She, like, over the shoulder, throws it. He catches it. Like, you could tell that it's just, like, completely empty and super light, and then when he drops it, when he drops it, you could tell that it's not dropping, like, a heavy object. It's like, bloop, and it just falls, and you're like... Oh, wow. Okay. Well, there you go with another The Rock is Big and Strong mm. joke. <laughs> so funny. So funny. All right. Are we in where she's in the interrogation room now? 
Um, okay, well, Shaw fights people in the apartment. Shaw fights, fights people, people in the apartment. When yeah, did this happen? I didn't write any Shaw notes about this part. The grenade's about to go off. <laughs> But yeah, it doesn't. But and it then doesn't. He, which? Why would the did grenade? He jump be, on it? Wait, why did, did he jump no, 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 no? No, he like he puts the, the pin, pin back in. He puts the pin back in. Oh, which see, is this something is, that this you is can when do. I was starting to fall asleep. That's why I can't, I can't <laughs> oh, remember. Okay. Any, I'm like memory. I thought he jumped on it, so I'm not even going to speak on this part of the points. Movie. Points for putting the pin back in because that is something that you can't do. Unpoints for making the grenade beep for some reason. Like, it was hey. beeping, like, it was like, beep, 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 beep. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, it was a bomb? Okay. Like, yeah. it was a bomb. <laughs> Whatever. Hobbs gets Hattie. He brings her back, and now they're interrogating her. Scene. Okay. Okay, thank you. Mark, um, <laughs> I fail to believe that the, that the Rock can't hear what's going on in the interrogation room. That doesn't okay. look like you can't hear through she, it. it doesn't she look... literally decapitates <laughs> a guy with a chair, basically. <laughs> and nobody else cares. Nobody else cares. It is in a glass room. And it's it is just very visible. Joke. It's very visible. There's people in the background. Someone would have saw it with their peripheral vision, and nobody does. This like, is supposed to be a CIA black site. And nobody pays like any attention. Holes. There's also like holes in like, the walls. And, and like if no one's watching it, wouldn't you have someone like watching it from a camera or something? Because it's like something, a CIA. Like, you, and it's all also, just for a joke of him talking yes. to his daughter and then in the background this happening. And it's okay. I, I don't believe that that glass was soundproof. <laughs> and then not only well, that, there was there's holes so in it. many people. There were like holes in it too, though. Was, and she's like slamming this dude's brains into this <laughs> She basically wall. kills him. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, well that's bulletproof glass because that, he would have slammed right through that glass with how hard she's hitting him. But then, like, how would you hear it? it uh, uh. I, I want to point out, earlier in that interrogation, Hobbs knows that Hattie didn't kill her team because she didn't fight like she wanted to kill him. Yes, what you don't was know. that? What was that? <laughs> have any he said, he said, he said, he said, you can tell a lot about a person when you fight them. And when we fought, you weren't trying to kill me. Well, I don't know, Mr. Rock, maybe because you have like five inches on her and 200 pounds on her and she's just trying to get away. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> but also in the scene, also in the scene, I like this line. Right, because I thought it was yes. going to be brought up, and it's going to like bring light to this, but it it doesn't. It doesn't go anywhere. The Rock wants to quote unquote tango with her, right? And then she <laughs> says, "I don't know that one. Maybe it must be a different generation." And it brings to light how much older the Rock is than her. He is yeah. forty eight. She is thirty two. Sixteen years, kind of getting pretty far. Yeah. Don't even get yeah. me started. On Jason Statham and Isa Gonzalez, because Jason Statham is fifty-three <laughs> and she is thirty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when we called Jason the young Bruce Willis? I don't know if he's <laughs> the right word. Well, Bruce Willis is sixty-five, so he's twelve years younger. But well, twelve years is right. Bruce Willis, the yeah. middle-aged Jason Bruce Statham and Isa Gonzalez have this full-on makeout scene, which was super he's, weird. He's In literally front of his sister, like 22, <laughs> 22 years older than her, like. This is where I get into this movie where I think it's, like, for 13-year-old boys and for, like, victims of toxic masculinity old men. So, ah. This- who are living out their dreams through Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I feel like this movie was trying to be less upfront. 
with certain things. Like, every Fast and Furious movie has a close-up on some girl's butt in a bikini, right? Always. And it was try- and they did one- in this one, too. They did in did this they? one, too. When Always. Jason Statham was walking through the club. Did I sleep through, through this club. whole movie? <laughs> Jason yeah, Statham? She's dancing, and it's yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason oh, Statham okay. walking through the club. I was going to give it just a little bit of credit. Close-up of the butt. She turns around, close-up of the crotch, and then he walks by. And it's just like this girl dancing. Okay, never mind. Life. Never mind. I, f- I don't remember any of this. Yeah, you got to take that one back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just Alba breaks in after they fight, right? Like, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. You're God, you guys, I want to mention like, yeah. that I don't like that Hattie is a love interest. I So the age thing is gross. I don't either. But yeah. for as a story standpoint, why? Why would you want to sense. date? I don't, I don't get it. It's only because this she's a, it's only because she's a female lead and he's a male lead. That's the only reason they pinned them together. They she's a pretty have... female. She's a pretty female lead, and yes, they have to yes. stroke the ego of the male lead and show yes, the toxic yes. masculinity. <laughs> yes, that's like this the seems only this seems like a James Bond movie from the '60s or something. Oh, it's I was that about to say bad. They they even mention uh, in that airplane when uh, Shaw's like, "Don't date my sister." He's like, "This isn't 1955 anymore," which a James Bond movie hadn't come out then. But I was thinking that they were kind of like saying, oh, this isn't James Bond. Like back then when you could be like... Super but they old. do the same things. <laughs> yeah, correct. What about, they do what the about same things. <laughs> when uh, The Rock says, I'm flexing this and motions towards his head and all of that. And he flexes his arm oh, and winks at her. Oh, oh this, wow. this part. <laughs> you know, I was already trying to go to the next scene, but this part I wrote about and missed it on my notes. Oh. I'm, I'm out of it. Luke, why did you have to take that break? Um, so <laughs> they do this thing where they think it's cool to have a camera right in front of both characters when they're talking to each other. And I don't understand why they think that's so cool because they keep doing it this entire scene where both Hobbs and Shaw are staring into the camera talking as if they're talking to each other. And I hate it. I hate it so much. Because they're cool government agents. Oh, I forgot that they were cool government (laughs) agents. Cool government agents. Never mind. Never mind. Okay, what Um, about this? What about this line? Yes, yes, yes. Definitely a 13, maybe even a 12-year-old joke. We're getting pretty young here, guys. (laughs) Where Hobbs tells the CIA agent, if she moves, shoot her in the face. Shoot her right in the face. Shoot her in the face. Shoot her in the face. (laughs) Oh, he said it so many times. Oh, my God. So many. (laughs) Oh, Oh man! Ooh, this corny it line Tony, it from hurts. Hattie. Why do you have to repeat all of them? <laughs> this corny line, this corny line from Hattie, when she has the rock in like a leg lock and she's pointing a gun at him, and he says, "I can eat bullets all day," and then she <laughs> says, "For what? Breakfast and lunch? Well, it's dinner time." <laughs> oh, God. Delivered just like that. It was just like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tony played Hattie in this because that was okay. perfect. Okay, oh, and then my. then she reveals that she's a walking virus, but why not <laughs> say something sooner? True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't... It's and a reveal, here... Luke. Ah, got it. <laughs> I was going to actually say this when Dwayne Johnson was on the FaceTime call with his daughter. I actually like their dynamic throughout this movie. I think mm-hmm. it's a, a really cool father-daughter dynamic and that's probably like one of the only good things about this movie but we yeah, can yeah. get into the part where it just alba and the his goons <laughs> bust in through the window i thought it was uh, a cool looking scene really actiony <laughs> reminds it's... me of call of duty they okay. bust in boom okay and then they start shooting and then they miss they miss worse than stormtroopers they so miss this, worse than I, droids 
I was going to say, this is the least secure CIA black site <laughs> in human history. Shaw just walks in before Brixton breaks in. He just walks yeah, he in, and then it's revealed that Hattie is his sister, which was yep. obvious. When they but... broke in, when they broke in in their black suits, it made me realize that this is really the script for a long-lost G.I. Joe retaliation sequel, Luke. Oh, my Because The Rock was in G.I. Joe comp. retaliation, yeah. and they wore suits that were completely black like that. And it just, yeah. like, I tried to just... Holy crap. It really just, <laughs> and like this bionic man, it really just seems like a G.I. Joe sequel that they changed to Hobbs and Shaw. That is a good point. Like, <laughs> it looks like it, and it has the same kind of plot. But that yeah. was the only thought I had about them coming in, because then he goes into the, Jason Statham goes into the elevator. Okay. I don't know. Nobody tells me what to talk about. No one tells me what to do. This is where <laughs> things start going downhill. Just now? <laughs> okay. We're already downhill. We're starting to drop off of the hill right now. Off the, the face cliff. of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> it just Elba and his goons come in. They miss completely Hobbs and Shaw, even though Hobbs is a super big, like six foot plus super beefy guy. Somehow they all miss him, but apparently they kill everyone else in the office for some reason. Because Hobbs main characters, is cool, Tony. Their main character cool. I don't know. <laughs> but, so then they start rappelling down the building. Shaw punches a guy who has a helmet on and he like he punches him and then his head hits a metal beam still has his helmet on by the way and then he gets knocked out for some reason even though he was wearing a helmet doesn't make any sense but that's not like the end of things not making sense they're rappelling down super bad cgi hobbs rappels down by just holding the wire and his <laughs> hands would be gone <laughs> they'd be basically gone by the time he's down they'd be absolutely gone and then he uh, lets go of the wire and hits a guy also <laughs> repelling yes he does down. yes he does he just jumps down and flies exactly right i feel like that impact him. would oh. turn them both into mush doesn't matter he does that does that to two different guys repelling down Shaw decides to just take the elevator, and he gets to, to the bottom. To be jokey bottom. fun times. Jokey fun times takes the elevator. He goes down, and there's two guys in front of the elevator entrance with assault rifles. And then he, oh, the elevator doors open, and he beats them up both. Like, they couldn't hear the elevator coming down, and they couldn't hear the elevator door opening or something. <laughs> And it's only when everyone hits the ground is when everybody panics. But it's like yes, they, yes. you didn't notice the two guys with assault rifles in London? Like that didn't tip anybody off? There's two guys just standing there with full-on assault rifles in the public in London. Nothing. It's when these people drop down and then everyone starts screaming and then everyone runs away. And then it's so bad and so unrealistic. I'd like to see a cut when Hobbs was like, you know, he had that guy and he hit the car. Like they just went yeah. straight into the car after falling that entire way. I'd like just to see a cut of them splatting everywhere because that's exactly <laughs> Ooh, what I'd would like happen. That. I'd like that. Yeah. Uh, and you know that he's not going to have a scratch on him because we've seen Fast and Furious movies before. This kind of shit happens. Oh, Hattie has broken a glass over his head already in the movie. Oh, and yeah. Nothing. Nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. It, it makes like you think that they are movie. bionic men. <laughs> yeah right they are they're pretty much bionic men with how they fight in this movie and it's like dumb action it's not supposed to be realistic right like these things shouldn't bother people and i guess they don't for the general consensus oh they bother 80, me at 80 percent on rotten tomatoes but it bothers me because you can get realistic action movies like we've seen it happen we've before, seen three john wick good. movies and they're good and then this is like <laughs> completely just ignores it and they john like, wick they know they can get away with stuff that's so unrealistic 
and they just like do it because they know they can get away. And with then there's the audience CGI just lets them get away with it. Thirteen year olds will be correct. fine with the CGI. They won't appreciate Mission Impossible. You know, like they just want the CGI fun fun times. I was gonna say that fun John times, Wick times. made fighting with a horse more realistic than it did. <laughs> <this>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and just another point for them being um, bionic men. At one point, um, Hobbs is about to punch Idris Elba, and he's a robot, so he saw, like, was calculating it, right? And if you notice, the punch says how many pounds it's going to be, and it exceeded 1,200 pounds his punch was going to do. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I paused how, much to... is a, how much is a ton? 2,000? <laughs> so, it was, it was getting there. It was like half a ton. His punch was going to do half a ton of damage to him. <laughs> Oh my god, it was such a little thing that made me laugh so hard. It was like, because it was like growing as he reached back his arm, and it was like, punch pounds or whatever, like, how much damage is it going to do? And it was over 1,200. I was going to say, in this scene, you learn that Brixton has a past with Shaw, and Shaw had shot him in the head. Because but, Shaw was a terrorist. Because Shaw, right, 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 <laughs> but... There's, like, no evidence that he got shot in the head. I know he's a superhuman now, Brixton is. Yeah, but, but how do they fix his skin? But why, how did they, why? <laughs> yeah, he, he could have at least have a scar. Like, yeah. they didn't even try. Oh, oh man. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, what, what's the next thing you guys have? <laughs> I will well, say, I will say <laughs> that Francis Ngalway, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, UFC fighter, recorded the most powerful punch in the history of the world, and it was equivalent to 96 horsepower. I don't know what that oh, is. Okay, okay, really. okay, hold on. Equate that to pounds. Conversion I rate? I don't know how to convert that. <laughs> but it is described by this article, by Sports Bible, as more powerful than a 12-pound sledgehammer getting swung full force overhead. So maybe it's possible. I can't convert that. I'm not really sure. <laughs> you know no. what, though? Seeing a 1,200 pounds coming from the rock... Oh, it's just too funny, though. It's too funny because you you see anyone else punch and they say, other than maybe the strongest punch in the world, like you're talking about, Tony, and it, they're not going to exceed, what, a couple hundred pounds? I don't know. Well, how many PSI can a boxer punch? There you go. This that scene in says, Rocky Four. average heavyweight <laughs> boxer can deliver a punch between 1,200 and 1,700 PSI. Oh, okay. PSI. Okay. Mm. Was that well, pounds? you know what? I think pounds. it's also different because he straight up grappled <laughs> down the side of a building. I think he'd be a bit tired. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He hit a but... car on full force other than a person's body in between. Pounds, <laughs> pounds per square inch, 1,200 to 1,700. Okay, so so you're say, telling me that it's possible. It is possible. I think it's possible. I'm just yeah, saying it's, it's possible. possible. Okay, then if he can punch that hard... Why wouldn't every single person he punched throughout the entire series get knocked out immediately? And how does Vin Diesel beat him in Fast Five? <laughs> tell me how Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel beat does him in not Fast have twelve hundred pounds of pressure. I'll so. tell you what. I don't think at any point in his life can Vin Diesel beat The Rock. Yeah, and we already <laughs> saw that in his franchise. Now you're gonna tell me he has twelve hundred pounds of force behind every punch? Yeah, right. Sorry. Okay, and then right, let's a motorcycle on. drives on a yes. wall, and oh god, on I didn't like that. I did not like the motorcycle being able to jump and drive on a wall, or like remotely come to him, any or remotely come to him. But I, I do like yeah, the scene. Okay, so I don't like the under the semi cliche. 
Like that happens in yeah, that's yeah. horrible. Almost driving don't. under a semi. But I do <laughs> like how Idris Alba got off his bike and was sliding with his bike and then got back Not on bad. and kept Not driving. Bad. I actually cool didn't like it because it I thought looked, it looked too unrealistic. I, I was it looked too say, fake to me. I liked it, but it looked fake. <laughs> so it was kind I think, of mixed feelings. I think when he got back on his bike, it looked really fake. I think that was the bad. Oh, he like jumped back on the back of it. He, like, but when he was sliding, it. I thought it looked pretty cool. I thought it was fine. It was fine, but it just reminds me that Uncharted games are more realistic than this movie. That's yeah, they are. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, what yeah, about when they they're driving? <laughs> what about the, when they're driving in the McLaren and the Rock punches out the window and grabs someone oh, and then slams against yeah, the wall? Man. Dude, his muscles his would be in arm, shambles. No, his arm would. <laughs> Get ripped, ripped right off. out of its socket, right out off. of its socket. If he actually did that, oh, that's Boom. that was all before oh. the motorcycle on the wall. I think it was the same scene, so I'm not sure. Yeah, when no, happened. it was it was right after the motorcycle jump on the wall. Okay, well, and then there, blah blah blah, the, they get away. There was a line uh, somewhere in the chase scene or something where the rock says, "What in the fresh turkey hell are we doing here?" <laughs> oh God, yeah, that one's pretty good. That's a top contender. That, that's Come on. <laughs> During that chase, doesn't, like, Brixton motorcycle across, like, seven cars that are lined up in an alleyway? I yes, don't know yes, why the cars yes, are that parked close in an alleyway. <laughs> Who parks there? Where are I, they going? I could not tell you. I could not tell you. <laughs> and then yeah. Brixton gets thrown through a fucking bus. And, yes, yes. And then he throws a temper tantrum because he, like, slams his helmet on the ground. Mm-hmm. He does. And then, but why... There's no citizen screaming or anything. It's completely silent other than his temper tantrum. When you sure. hear, like, screams and, like, people being like, what I'm the sure fuck just happened? I'm sure this man would. got thrown through I'm a bus sure. and then got up and then just had a <laughs> pouty fit. <sighs> okay, so we get that. They get away. Idris Alba throws a pouty fit. Then he, like, bends the media to say that Hobbs and Shaw oh, killed everyone, right? my gosh. But wouldn't, I, Spider-Man wouldn't the CIA actually know what would happen? Like, you're telling me yes. they killed everyone <laughs> on that floor, and you're telling me someone on a different floor didn't see what happened? Like, you don't see these guys rappelling down? Like, there has or to be some... Or realize that they were chasing Brixton? Like, that or should camera be no... evidence? Or camera yeah. evidence of the situation? I don't understand at all. I think all. they saw t- Spider-Man Far From Home, and were like, that was a pretty cool ending. <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, so they get wonder... framed somehow. I don't understand yeah. it, but go ahead, I, Luke. Go ahead. I want to point out that an assistant walks up to Brixton and says, I hacked the mainframe of every news agency and outlet. And uh, <laughs> we say that as a joke. <laughs> Hacking yeah. the mainframe. We hacked the mainframe. Okay. And you get the explanation of what Ation is. It's a secret tech cult that Shaw knows about. Hobbs has known rumors. They can control the media. They, <laughs> they're like massive. How are they secret? But why are yet they a not tech high cult? on the list of yeah. people to take care of? Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and can we talk about <laughs> how they find the scientist who is known to be off the grid and no one can find him? CIA can't find him. And they find him because they have a picture of him, and he's holding a Russian newspaper, which is apparently only sold in one place in London. And <laughs> Quite that's the how they that Sean knows about. Yeah, that Sean yeah, knows Shaw about. Sean just happens to know about. Good. How can the camera zoom in that far to <laughs> see the print on the newspaper? Luke, we have yeah. a bionic man. We can have the tech <laughs> for enhancing. Well, also, because like CCTV and security cameras also record in like lower resolutions because you're having to store all of this video if it was high resolution it'd just take up way too much space so it's like lower resolution 
And because it's lower resolution, when you zoom in on it, it'd be super pixelated and blurry, and you would not be able to tell. But, yeah. but this is obviously not real life, because there's a programmable virus in this movie. It's a programmable okay. virus. I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. How is this a Fast and Furious movie? I know. <laughs> it, honestly, it honestly just seems like a fever dream that The Rock had, like his character had. That's all this movie seems like. That would have been a better ending. Yeah. True. Wakes up. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good ending. Um, do you guys um, have anything else to talk about the scientist? Okay. He gives us two options. One is to kill her and burn her body to ashes. <laughs> and two is to get this machine that's located in the Etion headquarters and extract the virus. But it's this so is... hard that he doesn't even feel like mentioning it. Also, he's time. a two-time Nobel Prize winner. And <laughs> you were about nobody... to say MVP. You were about to say MVP. <laughs> I was about to say MVP. I was about to say MVP. I'm sorry. A two-time Nobel Prize winner. And nobody realizes he was part of Ateon <laughs> or he was missing. True. When did he okay. win those Nobel I'd... Peace Prizes? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But this is the part MVP. of the movie. This is the part of the movie where I say... Please just kill her and end the movie. Kill her right. and burn her body and end the movie right now. We don't now. care about Wait, her at I, all. I, like, I wanted so to do it. I wanted to mention something earlier. In the scene earlier, uh, Brixton goes into a room to talk to the director of Ation, And I think they were trying to go for a Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine, and Empire. <laughs> Am I right? That's a good one. There's a comp, That's a good comp. And... Um, it just doesn't work, <laughs> but that's what I got the feeling as. This is that, that part is also the part where he tells Idris Elba that he wants him to convert yes. Hobbs and Shaw, just to like work Luke. for Etienne, just like Luke Skywalker, and then the exact same thing. Idris Elba <laughs> says, "No, we can't convert these guys," and then the director says, "You better do it or else." And then later in the movie, the director is like, "You know what? You're right all along. We can't convert these people." And I'm like, "Oh my god! He it's, told it's you that in the beginning." That. It's just, just how are you supposed to be some <laughs> smart director, but you didn't know that? Okay, okay, okay. Now I want to point out that it's about a day since the virus has been injected into Hattie, and if it has a 100% mortality rate, wouldn't it start affecting her? Oh yeah, you just start shut down and some die system, at seven, some seventy-two symptoms at least. Seventy-two hours, you just <laughs> shut down and just. Also, die. it goes not... viral right on the dot. Yeah, right at seventy-two <laughs> yeah. hours, it goes viral. It goes viral <laughs> right on Luke, the dot. Do you not understand? That's true. Sorry. It is programmable. Sorry. You're right, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, if you guys, do you guys have anything else before we got to the fake names? Because I have something to say about the. Fake oh, names. baby! Sorry, I'm <laughs> yelling into the mic. Names. The fake names. One. Okay, we'll just the... go through. We'll okay. just go through the story a little bit. They go to Shaw's hideout, and then they say, "Oh, we have to go to Moscow because I have a contact in Moscow." And so this is where they need fake identities to get on an airplane. Go yes. ahead. Thank you, thank you, Basil. Go on. Exposition. Go on. Go um, on. <laughs> nice. We had um, Franz Gruppart was one of their names, which is obviously a nod to Hans Gruber. I think. Did oh, you most catch that definitely. Too? Most definitely. So, like, I'm already like, oh, my God, fucking stupid. And then we get a dick joke for yeah, um, we do. Hobbs, yeah, which we do. I put, you would only see from a 12-year-old on a video game or Tony, because it was Mike <laughs> Oxmall. So if you say it quick, it's Mike Oxmall. And this was in, in my pro list. This I knew it would be. I knew it would be. I heard it and was like, that sounds like something Tony would do. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, it's but so it just funny. doesn't work in this movie. It just doesn't. It's not the type of movie. You know what I did like after that, too, is he gets stopped and they're going to give him a cavity search. 
yeah and, and then he just i would have thought this would be funny right oh they're <laughs> oh, gonna gosh. dig inside his asshole and he's <laughs> oh, gonna be God. emasculated you should watch he'll totally, <laughs> he'll totally be emasculated right but then they don't really bring it up again and like they never talk about it like the rock just walks in later and he's fine it's not like you know it's not like anything even happened to him so it's like the they set up the joke but it doesn't really pay off because you don't get a reaction from it and then he's I all also, cool when he oh go ahead good i also want to mention if every single major intelligence agency is after them nobody is chasing them at all by the way but also, yeah. how is Shaw able to alter their biometric profiles so the airport scanners Luke, don't recognize this is their a faces world, or fingerprints? Luke, this is a world where there are programmable <laughs> viruses. Stop questioning the logic of the tech, okay? He also cloned their cell phone signals around the world to buy them at least 48 hours. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it either. But The Rock comes back onto the plane and is tr- being all badass, you know, feeding his ego. How did he escape air- airport security? Because they liked him? Is that I, what he said? Yeah, he used his charisma to yeah. <laughs> to get past airport security, essentially. To, to get past, even though he was a potential threat. He got, like, I don't understand. So then he, after he gets past this security, he gets on the plane and he does a, oh, where's my seat? F1, oh, yes. F2, F you. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. What a good <laughs> show. That's the good That gives show. you a good knee good slap, job. doesn't it, Luke? Oh, yes, it does. Man. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then you just you just get reminded that this this movie's for 13-year-old immature boys. And it, it reminds you every scene that you're watching something that is, like, not meant for your target. You're not the target market for this movie at all. And course, you're reminded every single of scene. Of course, of course, of course. Ugh. And then Kevin Hart. Okay, right before that, I don't know if we need to talk about it, but just for plot points, is that Brixton takes the dude who created the virus. Okay? Yes, the scientist. Yeah, Luke, that's was, your uh, job. This is your movie. you got to explain the plot it was points. An Idris Alba jump scare. The scientist is in his car. He's driving, <laughs> and Idris Alba jump scares him, and he goes, ah, and he breaks, and then he's there, and he takes him. Yes. Okay, now cut back to airplane. And there's a joke. Before uh-huh. Kevin Hart comes on about yes. a bulldog, <laughs> correct? About balls on a bulldog impregnating yes. his sister. I want to know what happened horizontal, to Shaw's childhood. <laughs> horizontal hula hula sexy sexy times. I want to know what happened in Shaw's childhood if a bulldog tried to impregnate Hattie. He, yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. That's that's like horrifying and the line that Actually, i don't said. remember i don't remember how it exactly goes but it's definitely more uh, like a metaphor a bulldog did not actually try to impregnate no his sister. no but, but it was like that it was in his something, head something yeah. something something, something blah, that was blah, blah, in his blah, head blah. <laughs> yeah and then the rock says horizontal hula hula time <laughs> if she wants to climb this mountain i'm gonna let her climb it over and over again yes, here yes, it goes yes. the toxic masculinity once again he calls blah, himself blah, blah, well blah, endowed blah, blah, blah. Well yes, endowed, he does. of course. Yes, he does. And then you know, Kevin Hart comes and in. Kevin Hart, baby. <laughs> and he's oh yeah, Air we Marshall. all love Kevin Hart, baby. I've been over Kevin Hart since 2012. I don't even think his stand-ups are good anymore, and I don't want to see him in this movie or any other movie other than Jumanji. It's the same thing. I like him. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's a hot take. But I think he's good in Jumanji, the same as The Rock. 
And they're both good in Central Intelligence because that movie is about The Rock being a little bit less masculine, too. They're, they're making fun of themselves. Yes, that movie because that movie's actually like. and yeah. not feeding their egos. And I'm not just talking about the characters. I feel like the actors a little bit. Like, these movies, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like, it feeds their egos. Oh, you're such a badass, Hobbs. Oh, oh, The Rock, you're such a badass. And then Kevin Hart, oh, you're so funny. We need you to be in this movie. You're so funny. And mm-hmm. it's just, every time they're like, Ugh, the entire scene just hurts because not only are they having horrible dialogue before Kevin Hart comes in, then it goes to Kevin Hart, and then it's horrible com- Kevin Hart comedy that you shouldn't see in an action movie. Correct, and it's, and it's just, of it's course painful. like him wanting to tag along, blah 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 blah. Yes, yes. He wants yeah. to be the third guy, blah blah blah. He's it's like that denied. trope of that character who yes, tries to get in, of course, because yeah, he's so short like and it's guy. so funny because you've seen it's them in so movies funny. together. And then he deepens his voice. He's like, "This is my regular voice." And I'm like, "No, that's not your regular voice." Like, yeah, this yes, is my regular is. voice. Blah blah blah. <laughs> blah blah blah. Bad. They land in Moscow or whatever. They get the help. I love the speed Wait, run. I love the speed run. And the, the scientist run. tells the scientist to reprogram the virus. I don't know if that ever comes back, <laughs> but he tells him. I, yeah, I don't know if it does. Jason Statham <laughs> meets up with Isaac Gonzalez. They yes, make yes. out for an unnecessarily long amount of time, and he's like 22 years older than her or whatever. They have a plan, <laughs> like a Mick Jagger plan. Ooh, the Mick Jagger. I was going to say, I love <laughs> it popped up on the screen like we were watching Suicide Squad. That It had a, it a, it had a guitar riff and then said Mick Jagger on the screen Bow. to explain what it was, which it doesn't do in the rest of the movie for anything. And it, uh, it's such a... Does Keith it, Stone. They it, had it a does Keith earlier. Stone. It yeah, does Keith earlier. Stone one or something, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, really? They're talking to yeah, Shaw's mom, and you were probably sleeping. Probably <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> they do a Mick Jagger plan so that Hattie turns herself in into Idris Alba, and they're going to come and rescue her. They get a jet fighter, and they go over a very horrible CGI scene where they jump out of the plane, and the plane is flying over this area, and it's all CGI. <laughs> and we talked and about that. Like... <laughs> Jesus, I like how Tony's just like, <laughs> I love the plot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've touched on all of this. That part was the Mission Impossible ta- part I talked yes. about. Yeah, yes, and yes. it looks like absolute shit. Oh, and by the way, in the Mick Jagger flashback. Okay, so this is another thing. That Jason Statham is 21 years older than Hattie. Or what's How? her name? Vanessa. No. For reals? Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. He is 21 years older than Vanessa Kirby. Jason he Statham like is to too. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, well, he does look like it. I was going to say that throughout <laughs> the entire movie. Both of these guys, <laughs> Both of these guys look old. I think... Dwayne Johnson looks good. Like, he looks better than 48, but he still looks old. He still looks old. Jason 40. Statham does not look better than 53. He looks exactly how old he is. But yeah. in all of these flashbacks between Deckard and Hattie, they're like similarly aged kids. But in real life, he's 21 years older than her. But he's a bionic man. They're he all bionic men. They're all bionic men. <laughs> you have to take True. every piece of logic you've ever like known in your entire life and throw it out the fucking window for people to actually find any kind of enjoyment in this movie. And I tried to do that, and I still didn't enjoy it because they didn't even try. Why not just say he's older than her? I wouldn't mind if they had someone who was like, you know, maybe 10 years older in a flashback, but something, not the same age, but he looks fucking 20 years older than her when they get older. Yes, very true. They land inside the headquarters, and they have this fight scene. Yes. Where the rock is facing a very tall man and knocks him out with one punch. Ooh, I was going to say. Satan has to fight through a hallway of other people. Finally, it was going to be a... It was finally going to be a character moment where 
he was vulnerable because he was going to fight a bigger person than him. And it could have been like where he was struggling. Yeah. How does he knock this guy out with one punch? But then in Work. Fast and Furious 5, Vin, I can't be, I can't get fast over five. it. Just fast Sorry, five. Sorry, Fast 5. How does Vin Diesel beat him and almost kill him with the wrench? But then he knocks this guy out who is God. like seven inches taller than 1,200 him. 1,200 pounds of And pressure, it's all for Marcus. a joke where you could have a character moment where he's struggling. And this brings me to a point that was the same issue I had with The Phantom Menace. Was that all these characters lack emotion and urgency. and All emotion. Be, because it's all about jokes. And you never have a vulnerable moment between any of them, and they never seem like they're in any danger because they're just making jokes the entire time that they're I, doing things. I was going to say, the pacing is real bad because Hattie will just go into emotional scenes all of a sudden with Hobbs that she's going to die. And then it's like a quick cut to some comedic thing like she tries to be emotional with Hobbs but it just doesn't work because she has no emotion throughout the whole movie until those moments it's not good I also wanted to add to the casting of that very tall man they purposely chose just like some very tall guy but he didn't look necessarily like really built like muscly or like really mean and or intimidating looking and so Dwayne Johnson knocks him out in one punch but they could have hired like the mountain from game of thrones and then that could have been like an actual like badass and you know this movie loves game of thrones so they might as well they (laughs) might as well what about the scene where he puts the face up to the scanner yep yep and it's like access granted and then shaw does it and it's access denied and he has to go through everyone that he's beat up i think i screamed at this part against the scanner that's what i heard yeah I was I thought, uh, angry. I was getting angry at this part. I His thought sister's the in joke danger. worked <laughs> the first time, right? You put up the first guy to it. Like, he slammed him up to the it. First guy. Access denied. And he tried it again with the first guy as access denied. And then he's like, okay, that's, like, kind of funny. The first guy didn't work. But then they go literally through every other person, and they draw this joke out for so long that it took what could have been an okay joke and just, like, made it horrible. Yep. Okay, and so then <laughs> we get to... And then they get tied up. Electrocutions, right? And a yo and, mama joke. And a yo mama joke. And yes. Brixton says that, like, he shocks them, and then this last one's going to kill them. Another... But they have, like, no effects on yes. them. <laughs> Shaw yes. just looks and fine. <laughs> what, what got him to shock them one time was The Rock literally saying, your mama... Yo, mama. Oh, man, what a good line. And while they're doing the Mick Jagger thing, why doesn't Brixton just kill okay. him? We're already annoyed with their bickering and them be <laughs> making silly joke fun fun. So why would he just sit there and let them bicker and have these stupid jokes? You know, if you're in a band, you beat Mick Jagger. You're like, to, you know, give that call. But why or, wouldn't he just murder them immediately? Or the entire I, conversation of face smash guy versus drop kick guy it's a joke where they wanted where yes, the rock wants yes. to face smash this guy but jason statham wants to drop kick him and they argue because it's the same guy and they will both want to do something to him and they could have just been killed right then i will say and, was brixton gonna kill him anyway because the director want wanted to turn them so was see, he just I don't gonna under, let him yeah, live? i don't know i don't know to be honest with you. that is not explained <laughs> and i will tell you this 
is that Idris Elba has the bullet that Jason Statham shot him in the head with. But yeah. it was like an intact bullet. If it was a real bullet that was shot into his brain, it would have like broken apart a lot. Um Yeah, but exactly. symbolism. Symbolism. Oh totally. symbolism. Symbolism, symbolism, yes. Um and they make I don't know if this is a little bit later or when they start doing this. They make a black Superman joke. Oh yeah. And Correct. then they repeat it three other times in the movie. So yeah, there is a right. joke about Black Superman four times in this it just movie. Just Alba called himself Black Superman. Yes, and, and then, then the Rock later on says that some bitch really is Black Superman. And then he says, "I when they're tied up, he said, I really like that Black Superman or something like that, like that he really liked it." And then later he says the thing about Kryptonite. So it's like, dude, yeah. chill. We get it. He's Black <laughs> yep. Superman, and nobody cares. Leave yep. it alone. They really. That just tells you how funny the writers think they are, that they bring up the same joke four times. What about the fact that a scientist, that the scientist with a flamethrower is able to stop yeah. this entire mob of guys who all have guns? Like, yeah. I get it. You flamethrower Idris Alba, You, like, incapacitate one guy. But those other guys, like, the entire mob of other guys should have just shot them all to death. Well, and the flamethrower, yeah. like, makes them fly backwards. Like, yeah. on wires, which is the and... same problem Atomic Bond has. Like, remember <laughs> wires in that movie? Yeah. This director right. likes using wires for, like, unnecessary reasons. Interesting. And <laughs> then Shaw and Hobbs are in, like, an open-top car with oh my no gosh. doors. Oh, my gosh. With no doors. Okay. Hobbs is just <laughs> hanging off of it, and he's shooting people, right? And there's a whole bunch of shots going on, and none of them get shot. And none of them. Throughout this whole sequence, okay, they a lab ends up exploding, the entire lab. And it falls on the truck, but it just gets smushed. But it it's still able to drive. That was okay. Oh. So that was later on, Luke. That was yeah, later that was on. later on. But yeah, that was, that was fucking there. stupid. That was, <laughs> that, was <laughs> what? that was a building fall Deus Ex Machina, and it is <laughs> the, one of the worst Deus Ex Machinas I've ever seen. It was so dumb. But or when uh, I'm sorry, Shaw and Hattie jump out of a building. Yeah. And then she's just holding on to the top railing of the car, and she's not getting flung out of it or anything, or. Here, I want to get your opinions on this. Rocket-firing drones. Hey, man, I'm fine with rocket-firing hey. drones when we got some programmable viruses, okay? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's the least of my worries at this point in this movie. Uh, you know what I'm worried about? secret? If they have drones that are able to do this, I don't know. What are you worried about, Tony? I'm Go worried on. about Hattie jumping from one car into the other. Oh, have you not seen uh, Furious 6? I was just about to say Furious 6. I did not see Furious 6. I did not see Furious 6. I said I saw Furious 5, up to 5, and then 7. You know that, Luke. I'm sorry. You did say that. Um, I'm sorry. I also, how his legs fly out at some point in one of these scenes? Yes, true. I don't really. When, like, she's like, they jump out of a building, and she's just like, her legs are swinging out, but she's holding on with her grip strength. I don't really understand the physics of her legs flying out like that. But it was, yeah. like, to set up for when it landed, her, like, almost falling off the hood. But yeah. I I didn't really understand it. Like, it was just a weird choice and made it look weird, too, the whole scene. I mm -hmm. So then they all get into the truck together. And this truck is apparently super fast for some reason, even though it's a fucking semi. 
and then it's, it's just the fast chasing and them. the furious Tony. It's the <laughs> name just of Alba, the franchise. <laughs> is chasing them on a motorcycle, which would be accelerate way faster than the truck and be able to catch them in no time. But it takes him a while. He catches up, and they're fighting on the bed of the truck, and the crashing building Deus Ex Machina saves them. The machine is in the cab of the truck, and it's bouncing around and all of this, and it gets broken, which yeah. doesn't make sense. Late because you'll see that later on it survives a helicopter a crash. Helicopter crash. A helicopter the crash machine in a waterfall. A helicopter <laughs> crash later on in the movie, but it couldn't survive bumping around in the front of a truck. Okay, so <laughs> the machine is broken. So the one man who can fix a machine to retrieve a programmable oh virus out of her uh-huh. bloodstream just uh-huh. happens to be Luke Hobbs' brother Jonah, <laughs> who they have this past with. So they have to travel Ooh. to Samoa. Ooh. Okay, here we go. Luke, what is his profession? What type oh, uh, of fancy profession would he have that would allow him to fix a very high-tech, complicated machine that is used for extracting programmable viruses? A mechanic. <laughs> Luke, Jason Statham's in this movie. He is the mechanic. Why didn't he oh, just do it? So... Look, audience, I'm just going to say it right now, audience of this podcast. If you don't think that a Samoan chop shop mechanic can fix a high tech machine that extracts <laughs> programmable viruses, you're racist. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just saying you just don't believe it because he's Samoan. I understand. <laughs> that was very sarcastic, by the way. This movie is horrible. <laughs> Thank you for explaining. I wasn't Thank sure. you for the clarification. Yeah, eh? I wasn't sure there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. The, whole, the whole Samoa, Samoa part. The whole part with... Uh, I, I know there was build-up with him and his brother, which I thought was stupid, because that guy, is, <laughs> that, guy, that guy is famous, Tony, and you know him from the M. Night Shyamalan Last Airbender movie. Oh, God, is he Uncle Iroh? No, he's Fire Lord. Uh, no. Yeah. Was it Ozai? Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they said it in that movie, but he's Fire Lord. I don't Ozai. think... It was probably... <laughs> but i knew i recognized him and i was like what is that and then it was the last airbender i thought it was fitting for this movie this is this is the part where it gets into the only song i ever like and it's Mm -hmm. when they play samoa and they're showing the scenery of samoa i actually liked the samoan song they were playing i liked it and i liked all this like scenery shots in samoa i thought it was very beautiful it was very nice one of the very few pros in this movie and I, we get yes. we learn to find out that they got a plane from moscow to samoa because oh of kevin gosh. hart blah 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 how does he have i don't know okay it's also <laughs> sitting on a toilet and yes, it's, a, it's a poop joke you know poop jokes great poop joke they go and it turns out that hobbs and jonah his brother had a falling out because hobbs turned in their dad when they were getting when his dad was getting them into illegal shit and then he left Samoa, but his mom is like, he's family, and they get all together, and they're nice again. Yes. But what I, was I don't mention. understand okay. is who are all these motherfuckers yes. in his house? They don't talk. They don't talk at all. Are they it's supposed to be a, his it's brothers? A posse. It's a posse, they, Luke. They, they don't... Okay. All it is okay. is just people... It's a, <laughs> all it is is, like, <laughs> in the movie, like, it's just a posse for, like, them to be intimidated that's that's essentially it because they never say anything or explain who they are like also one of the posse members is 
famous wrestler Roman Reigns. Just adding it in. Oh, that would have been cool to see The Rock fight him instead of that six foot, the seven foot tall guy that he knocked yeah, out. Yeah, but he's, you know, one of the posse members that have no lines, you know? Oh, see, that makes sense. That makes sense. I was going to mention a hit pick. Is the mom throwing the flip flop <laughs> and too hitting good, him in the head? <laughs> I think the mom was really good in this movie. I, I, I like the I mom. Like I like the mom. The flip flop was pretty <laughs> fucking funny, though. You gotta admit, throwing I, the flip flop. I like him? the flip flop thing. I. I, <laughs> I also. Out, okay, go ahead. No, go ahead because my my thing is about them not having any guns and they go into a chop oh, yeah. shop. They go into like his brother's mechanic area and it turns out that he's like doing custom cars and bikes and everything for people all around the world and him working on fancy cars and stuff allows him to fix the machine somehow doesn't matter but we get into (laughs) this scene where Hobbs is talking with Hattie and then she says you know she's like talking about how bad it is but at least she got to bring him home and then they kiss Right? Or is that later? <laughs> That's later. That's later. But she I says, she says, <laughs> you know got me. to bring you home, didn't I? Uh, oh, oh, is this yes. when they're staring at the oh, sunset? Explaining... No, no, no. That's no, when they kiss. When they kiss. No, it's yet. when That's he's when explaining uh, his past with his dad, right? No. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's after <laughs> that. It's know. right after that. He explains it, the past it. with his dad, and then she said that. Yeah, but really, he went home because they're trying to save her life when she should have just sacrificed herself earlier True. in the movie. So. Yeah, that's truth. Um, and then, and can, can I get into them not having weapons? Yes, go ahead. Why didn't anyone tell him before he went and checked the fucking lock? Like, he went and slid the door, and it was just a bunch of things, but everyone who knew that they got rid of the guns was right behind him. Why didn't they just tell him? Like, hey, we don't have the yeah, guns I anymore. I don't know. And then yeah, that know. just creates... It was a reveal. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah shit. Um, but <laughs> it, it just makes the climax of this movie, like... Oh, you know, going back to your roots, but it makes no logical sense them being able, like, using these to fight and win. And the only reason it happens is because the, like, fingerprinted guns turn off. And I told you in The Phantom Menace, I hate when things turn off just for a clone system hack. A clone system? They don't explain how the hacking works. I have this in my cons list. The guns that Etienne uses needs an activation chip to shoot, and the activation chip is in the glove. Hattie has one of these gloves, and she (laughs) hacks it, and it allows her to disable all of their guns for six minutes, which is some arbitrary time number that is placed upon them to add add (laughs) suspense or something. Yes, and you guys know from The Phantom Menace, everyone... (laughs) <laughs> I hate when things just turn off for no reason because realistically, you're like, we got rid of all the guns. They would show up and murder every single person. But then they need this Correct. little cop out of, oh, all the guns are off. But then also, if the guns already turned off, why wouldn't they bring backup guns in case a malfunction happened? I don't That's understand. also what I thought. I, yeah. Like, also. just go in the back of the truck. You should have brought extras. Correct. <laughs> get it. Also, Extra guns that don't need an activation chip. Exactly. How did they figure out the exact location of the house in Samoa? Um, I don't know. They just said, oh, we found them. And person's like, all right, Luke, come on. Wait, let me me (laughs) get your guys' thoughts on Hobbs and Hattie Kiss. Bad. Why is it even bad? (laughs) Why Why is the romantic relationship even in here? I don't understand. Bad. It's just bad. Bad. It's bad. And, um... That's all I have to say about it. It shouldn't be in this movie. And then, for some reason, 
the rock has a scarf on randomly in one scene did you guys notice that it just like popped on like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because he takes it off and then when he's shirtless later with all the other people he ties Mm -hmm. it around his waist but that scarf wasn't on him in one scene where he had his shirt like his shirt was just there and then the next scene he just has a scarf on the scarf what are you doing yeah what are you doing i don't know okay how about this how about this the etienne soldiers ride in on their vehicles and they're like all right kill them and their guns don't work and then jason statham creates a firewall behind them forcing them to stay inside but this firewall in some shots like super high and like roaring and then in other shots it's like a foot high and they could just easily jump over it it's hard to make movies okay you gotta give them some slack okay (laughs) no it's fucking stupid and I, they're some of them are bionic men just yes. run through it and so we know the rock is indestructible he could just run through it it's just alba mm. gets a chopper and gets happy yes, he does and they have to go to save her so is Hans this before or after um brixton threw his motorcycle at two people this is uh, after because i thought that was kind of funny <laughs> he threw a motorcycle funny, right? at two people. <laughs> correct okay continue um hobbs and shaw get in this tow truck and they swing the toe, and it gets the yeah. chopper's chopper. They're keeping the chopper from taking off through this tow truck, but it's not enough weight. So some of his friends come by, others with tow trucks, and they hook onto his tow truck, and then they hooks onto the other tow truck. So there's this train. <laughs> Of four tow trucks all towing <laughs> so each good. other so as they're lifted into the sky by the chopper, and the weight of it is all keeping the chopper from leaving. And <sighs> the chopper swings them around a cliff, and then they use Nas to power up the cars the, and the moon drive yes, and, yes, keep, and keep it. <laughs> Finally, from the reveal of the, the Nas. It only took us two oh hours of this runtime of Fast and Furious movie to get some NOS. <laughs> uh, and then at one point he holds the chain with wait, his Wait, wait, before arms. that, before that, the that weapons after... go... I was going to say before that, this happens. Okay. The weapons come back online and the choppers shooting missiles and people are shooting, shooting their machine guns at them and they all miss. Nothing's hitting these cars at all. But for some reason, the guns of the people back at the chop shop isn't online yet or otherwise all his Samoan friends would be dead back there like they didn't it doesn't make any sense because the weapons go online and Idris Alba and his goons that are chasing Hobbs and Shaw are able to like work but back at the chop shop all like they're still fighting hand to hand or something because later on you find out that everyone's still fine and then that those soldiers that have guns just give up because other Samoan people show up yeah, yeah you could just fire. Like them, you could just yeah. fire at them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, okay, I did have something else before the helicopter as well. So there's this thing where the rock fist bumps everyone, yes. and Hattie gets yes, taken yes. in the helicopter. Before he runs after him, he fist bumps yeah. the guy right next to him. I'm like, yeah, dude, run, <laughs> <laughs> run to catch take, your girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> you guys just kissed, and you're gonna fist take the time to fist bump instead of sprint. Ugh. We can get to the. We can get to your favorite part of the movie now. Oh, the chain gets undone from the tow truck. uh, And Dwayne Johnson grabs the chain and he's holding onto the truck Mm. and he's stopping the chopper from getting away. So many chef's kisses. Ooh, yes. (laughs) Do you guys remember in the Winter Soldier when when Captain America? 
curled a helicopter and you're like, wow, that's fucking yes. stupid. Even though he's a genetically enhanced man. Even and then, though he is a super soldier. He's a super soldier and we still thought yes. it was stupid. And now we, we get this. the rock <laughs> doing something crazier where he's like outstretched, outstretched, not letting the helicopter, the fucking helicopter go away because he's so goddamn strong. Oh my God. I will say this about oh. Winter Soldier. I will say this about Winter Soldier. When the helicopters are just like hovering right above like right above the ground that's it when they're at their weakest and you could like push them around and stuff yeah and, and so he's a it's super believable soldier. that and it's believable that he can curl it because it's just hovering above the ground and he's a fucking super soldier <laughs> but that chopper's in the air and it's dwayne the rock johnson bless his heart but he is not a super soldier and he's holding a chain i think he's not i think that dwayne johnson thinks he's captain america at this point <laughs> it's so funny that was my favorite part because it was like uh if they had enough moments like this that were just so absolutely ridiculous and filmed ridiculously like it could be a little bit more enjoyable but instead if they added the crazy if they just turned up the like craziness the up craziness more. is too far and few between that yes, you forget yes. it's crazy like it's a hobbs and chaw fast and furious movie like you almost and, feel yeah. like the movie is self-serious until yeah. the crazy parts exactly right? yeah. and i'd rather just yeah. be absolutely wild like this the entire time but since it's not, I hate this part because it's just like you're taking trying to be serious, but then you have a part like this. So they actually think he's seriously that strong or the movie is trying to portray that. And it. Uh, OK, Oy. you can continue. OK, the helicopter crashes. The machine, machine isn't broken break. somehow. <laughs> there's someone there's one All of them these, survive. Everyone survives. <laughs> yeah. And Etienne Goon is holding a gun to Hattie and she takes up the sparky electricity and t- pushes it up and against the oil which lights a fire and explodes part of the chopper but it only hits him like it's a small enough explosion to where it only hits the goon and then she's able to overcome him and take the gun but meanwhile meanwhile (laughs) is fighting hobbs and shaw and we get this corny line where he says i got your back brother and then the other one says and i got yours and this is the part of the movie where it turns out that they're working together now, finally. Yeah. To for the last the bad like three guy. minutes of the movie. Oh my god! Yeah, because it, it, it's the trope that they have to be friends at the end and have yeah. to get through some hardship. But then after the fight, they bicker again. So it's like they have to call each other brother because it's the end of the movie, you know. And it's shut up, shut up. Oh, and then the, the rock headbutts <laughs> somebody in slow motion, mm-hmm. and I laughed my ass off. So much slow mo. Oh, so much slow mo, Luke. You're right. It was Mission Impossible two at this last yeah. scene. Yeah, <laughs> where are the doves? Yeah, and good one. <laughs> the director turns Idris Elba off because he couldn't do what he needed him to do. Okay, and, and Idris also, Elba falls into the ocean. Uh, also, of course, they don't kill him. Hobbs and Shaw don't. That's such. Like, that was a, the biggest. That was one of the biggest issues I had was that they're like, Nah, we're gonna nah. let this guy go. We're yeah, just, just gonna let him life, go back man. to Indian. I hate it. <laughs> I hate when people do this in movies where oh, like, I'm God. gonna be the better man. I'm not killing you because it's also so overdone and it's such a cliche at this point. And okay, I'm not gonna spoil this movie in case people haven't seen it, but think about the end of Mission Impossible with the hook. Oh my oh, gosh, think I, was about just, that. I was just thinking this, that. The, I was just it thinking literally that. like this scene kind of looks like that kind of setting and it's like it's another time where it looks like mission impossible to me and they Uh, do it worse and they're like (laughs) oh yeah let's let this guy live like shut (sighs) the fuck up 
He tried to kill you the entire movie. He's a bionic man. Shaw was a terrorist, and you're going to let this guy live? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and also, of course, the director of Ation has a past with Hobbes that Hobbes can't remember. That's mm, yes, always I love it being revealed at the end. So then and we he's get able to talk series. through him. He's able to talk to him through a broken helicopter. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, obviously. And then we cut back to the chop shop, and a bunch of Samoans came back because they have heart. And mm-hmm. they came back, and they the movie got ends. everyone and then they else to surrender. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then it shows Hobson Shaw bickering, and then it just ends abruptly. And then it ends mm. <laughs> out of nowhere. And this is where we start getting into like. The end credits where Three of them, Shaw and his basically. sister meet their mom, <laughs> and then they no one cares about her. It. He gives her a cake, assumingly with C four in it. Just through, <laughs> just through the visitation window, just through the visitation window, he was able to give it to her. And they're like, "You ready to break out of the this place? Yeah!" And then yeah. you know, it's assumed that they break her out. Uh, Ryan Reynolds spoils the ending of Game of Thrones. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. People, like, I don't like the ending of Game of Thrones. It's absolutely garbage. But why spoil it? Like, I I don't get it. And when this movie uh, came out, when did this, this movie came out, like, 2019, it was the year after. The year after, so, I don't know. That was bad. (laughs) Like, why? People in the theater might have been planning to watch it, and were just like, what the fuck? Like, he does say ant instead of saying names but it's like why even you already know she's your aunt or that she is his aunt well you know that at season six so people (laughs) starting the show might not understand but if people haven't seen the last season yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but, I don't well, get to it. To be fair, to be fair, don't watch the last season of Game That of is Thrones. okay. Maybe maybe it was trying trash. to. Okay, it's maybe trash. maybe they're in the right by spoiling it. They're trying to say it was just a weird Bales. thing to put at the end. They're like, oh, and then it just like blurred it out. Ugh. I will go into my last pro. A hit is pick it, is, is it, that sorry. Dwayne Johnson oh. brings his daughter to Samoa. Oh and yeah, they have that's this good. nice family moment where she finally gets to see her grandma. And then we go back to the dick jokes right afterwards where Hobbs <laughs> Ooh, sets yeah. up Shaw and then the police come to stop him ask. and they call his name Hugh James. Anus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. <sighs> well, okay, that's not a dick joke. That's a, that's a butthole joke. But it's a yeah. butthole joke. So it's, it's, still in the vein, it's still in the vein of 12-year-old jokes. And, and that's, that's also Tony where the movie ends. Go ahead, Luke. It's also to be assumed that he takes down the entire police force. With guns Correct. trained on him. Correct. There's also uh, another end credit scene right at the very end. Yeah. When Ryan oh, Reynolds says he did stab a guy with a brick. It was just another <laughs> Ryan something. Reynolds joke, Tony. It was, it was like one. they couldn't decide yeah. which one to do, and then they put one mid-credit and the other one oh, end-credit. gosh. Yeah. Okay, wait. <laughs> Before we end this podcast off, any more hit picks or nitpicks? Luke, you can go first if you have anything. I, I said that my hit pick was Hobbs's mom. <laughs> I liked her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she'll be a hit pick for me too. But um, the nitpick was everything I've have said. Yeah, this whole movie, the was entire a movie was a nitpick. I yes. agree to that. What about you, Mark? <laughs> Any more untalked about hit picks or nitpicks? No hit picks because there was barely anything I even liked in this movie. I gave it one point two, but. Mm. There was one other little nitpick, and I left it for a nitpick because it's kind of small, is that um, they go to some base or something, and then the font is different than when they go to different <laughs> countries and states and stuff. <laughs> and it, it's just weird to change it. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
like why? I don't I don't I don't know why it bugs me so much, but uh, it's like you have <laughs> Moscow real big and then it's like some base and it's like in the corner and it's white instead of like outlined in orange. I'm it was like, a different yeah, graphic designer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was a big nitpick for me because it bugged the fuck out of me for no reason. I think I was just mad at this movie and was falling asleep. So <laughs> like, that's understandable. That's yeah, understandable. I liked it. I think but, that was it. I think that was it for me. But uh, now we'll go into the section where I give these two hits yes, yes, for yes. my choice. Wait, do we want to give a for the next combination one. for this one? The this Ooh, average yes. score. So I gave this movie a three. I gave Mark it a two. gave this. Or gave, gave it, it two. I gave it a one point two. And that leaves us with an overall rating between of the three of us of a two point zero six 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 going on forever. Well, a very hard don't watch it recommendation. Oh my god! Please avoid this at all costs, except for Matt because Matt has Matt has to watch it. That's very true. If he hadn't watched it, because he should have watched it before this. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Luke, I hate you for this pick, but I'm excited for Tony's <laughs> next one. So let's hear some okay, hints. So and it's my pick, my guess first because I'm next. Yeah. Yes, hint number one. The I won't put the, but I'll put say Overlook Hotel. Doctor Sleep. No. Ooh. Overlook Hotel. Uh, Hotel for Dogs. No. My second <laughs> hint. What is Nazis? The Sound Nazis. of Music. Ooh. No? Is it Sound of Music? No, not Sound of Shit. Music. Uh, Nazis. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. No. No, no. Oh. My third hint is okay. Voldemort and Flash Thompson. Whoa, whoa. That's an interesting combination. Got it. I understand it now. And since it? I understand it, I'm going to guess Cars. And then I'll guess my real one next one. No, it's not Cars, <laughs> okay. of course. Go ahead, Luke. I'm lost, okay? So I'm just going to go with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. No. This is my fourth <laughs> hint. So you already know it, Mark, so guess it after five. This is four. My fourth Unless hint, I'm wrong. <laughs> true. My fourth hint is A Boy with an Apple. Yes, I think I got it. A Boy with an Apple. Oh, my god! I'll let Luke try to get it on the fifth one. Yeah. A yeah, boy yeah. with an apple. Cars 2. <laughs> I. What? Okay. Just say something. Nazis. All right. Temple of Doom. <laughs> Not Temple of Doom. <laughs> this fifth hint should very much help you, Luke. Wes Anderson. Oh, wow. Okay. Is it? Grand Budapest Hotel? It is the Grand Budapest You know what, Tony? Tony, I, I had the wrong movie. <laughs> oh, what did you have? I thought you were alluding to Jojo Rabbit. No. Because that's straight up about Nazis, and I thought that, that the Voldemort guy was also in Jojo Rabbit. You know, no. Ray Fiennes. I thought you yeah. were I think in... that's how you pronounce his I, name. I, I yes, guess I'm yes, wrong. Yes, Ray Fiennes played Voldemort, and uh, what was his name? Um, oh. Tony Revolori. Wow. Is the bellboy in this movie, and he With, was Flash Thompson. In oh, Spider-Man. I was thinking the original Flash one. Thompson. I was, I was thinking, thinking of Sam Raimi's, and I was me too. <laughs> getting no, me too. No, 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 no. Spider-Man: Homecoming. Got to think Got about it. the new one. Uh, the Grand I, Budapest I liked Hotel. The pick. Very I liked the pick too. I had it wrong. Well, so I, I just assumed that Ralph Fiennes was in it because you said boy with an apple, which just made me think the boy. Um, 
I don't know anything about it, so I thought the Overlook had something to do with a hotel in it. And then Nazis mm. was, like, the obvious one, because, like, that movie's about Nazis. Yeah, so it's, like... So that's why I thought fake, it was Jojo Rabbit. It's, like, about a fascist regime like the Nazis. Mm. Overlook Hotel is about... Yes, yes, uh, yes. The Shining, where there's a writer in a hotel. And in this yes. movie, it's about a hotel, and the bellboy becomes a writer. Uh, like it does. I like the pick. I'm pretty sure it's, like, spelt Ralph, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced, like, Ray. Oh, okay. You're right. Or, like, You're Rafe. Right. It's like I Ray Fiennes. I think it's yeah. He Am plays I culturally Voldemort. insensitive? Tony Revolori well. plays Flash Thompson, <laughs> and of course Wes Anderson directed it. So when you said Wes Anderson, that threw me a curveball because I knew it was, <laughs> I, I knew it was Takis Wakanda who did. Uh, yeah, Takis Wakanda. <laughs> so, um, so that will be our movie for next week. If you guys want to watch along, it is Ayo. 2014 Grand Budapest Hotel by Wes Anderson. Is there anywhere to watch it? You can watch it on Amazon Prime Video. Nice, nice. So if you want to watch along with us, we'll be doing that next week. And um, where's my thing? I don't I, I don't remember what I say at the end. So if you like this, um, consider uh, subscribing and reviewing. And um, thank you for listening. And um, – yeah luke Ooh, so smooth <laughs> that was tonight's watch Ooh, Ooh, goodbye. goodbye goodbye